Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. And I'm Caleb Oaks. How's it going, Caleb? Pretty good, Brick. How are you? I'm good. Good. So this morning, we're going to be discussing uh, e-buses, uh, connectors to data sources and, and how they can be used, but also the fact that uh, when you have a connector, that's sort of not the end of the work that you need to do to get data where you can use it for good reporting. I think this is going to be a good one. You know, these are all over the place. They have been for a while, these connectors and ways to easily get at your data. But, you know, that's that's kind of part of the story. And we want to tell you what part that is and where it fits in and, you know, what's next after that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's it's so tempting to feel like, okay, I can just pay for this tool, let's say like a Dell Boomi or Altrix or something like that, and that'll solve all of my ETL problems because I've got this low-code solution. Um, and I think that's true sometimes, actually. It is quite helpful to have those because you can do stuff quickly. Uh, but there's a flip side of it, which is that you, you're not done when you pull the data over. You still need to get it into a good reporting data model. And there's an, an additional piece, which is um, you often end up with technical debt when you're using these low-code connectors um, so that when you need something more uh, scalable and robust, you actually have work to do to get it there. And, and we've found multiple situations where we've started with that or the client started with it, and we ended up going back and rebuilding in a more traditional ETL fashion. Right, right. And, so, you know, some of these connectors really – Part of what they do is they integrate systems. Um, but since we're we're there's a definitely a use for that, and there is a use for that in BI. But we're we're just talking about pulling the data out, which they can also do, and um, some of them just do that. Like in Alteryx, it's it's an ETL tool, right? It's a low code ETL tool, and you're right. I mean, it's nice and easy to use. It has a somewhat pretty interface, and you can add all sorts of transformations and do all types of things with your data. Uh, the problem is it's easy to do that, so then you end up with stuff that's just inefficient and not not well done. Yeah, I can think of a, a particular client we were working with. Um, they had a one of the, uh, I guess it's big three these days, maybe it's big four, uh, consulting firms come in and do some work for them, and that firm used Alteryx actually to pull some data out of, out of the data warehouse and other sources so they could do some quick reporting, and it, and it was useful and good. But then the company wanted to continue to use that reporting and asked us to come back in and, and sort of redo it so that it was scalable and robust. Yeah, there are kind of two factors at play there. One was we just needed to make this thing scalable and work well um, and accurate. We did find some inaccuracies that we needed to, to address. Um, but they also, the, you know, the company didn't want to pay for an Alteryx license, which aren't cheap. Um, and they already had data infrastructure that we had built for them. So we had to, you know, fix and make Alteryx what was done in Alteryx, kind of translate that into a different framework. And then, um, you know, get that, get them up and running and get these reports pointed over uh, all without having them pay for that expensive license. Yeah. Can you think of examples where um, using that connector has been the right solution for a scalable sort of enterprise level solution? You know, we haven't ever done it. And I'll tell you why. So since we're, you know, we're professional services, so we, we build these data platforms and ecosystems and reporting for all of our clients. And one of the things that we always want to make sure we do is that we're able to keep uh, their system 
from, you know, exploding into 10 different technologies. We want to keep it as consolidated as possible so that the handoff and the transition and bringing new people on board is as simple and easy as possible. So it's really important for us. Um, If we use one of these tools and there's something that it cannot do or it doesn't do well enough, um, then we have to get another technology. And then we just get into that sprawl of different tech that we try to avoid. So we don't use them. Uh, and that's the primary reason. There are cases that I have run across where it did, it would have made life a lot easier. Um, I'm thinking of an internal case actually for us, for our own ecosystem, our own data. Um, it was pulling data from HubSpot. You know, HubSpot's API sucks <laughs> for pulling data out. How, how do you really feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not fun to deal with. So um, having a, a pre-built connector to just grab the data out of would have been really nice. And we ended up using that actually in, in uh, Azure Data Factory. That, that's another thing, you know, the Azure Data Factory can do just about anything you would ever want it to do. And they also have some connectors. They don't have, you know, they have hundreds like these tools do, but, um, you know, thankfully they, they came up with a HubSpot one not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the misconceptions that I see uh, generally with uh, less technical executives is they see the marketing materials for these connectors and it leaves the impression with them that it it, it goes beyond just pulling the data over. Or, or maybe they're just not thinking about all that other uh, data architecting work you need to do once you have the data over. And I think it's really important for people to realize, okay, it doesn't end once you pull the data. You have to model it well so it'll perform well and give you the, the results that you're looking for. That is so important, you know, having a good dimensional model, something that's going to be performant and scale and be modular enough to add on different sources. Uh, that'll work, you know. That'll work with you and not become another just another piece of technical debt. You know, th- I've always thought of these connectors and stuff as tools that, like an analyst, you think of like an analyst at Google or something, right? They, they got tons of data. Their data is probably in a bunch of different sources. They just need to go pull it out and explore it, right? They probably have those people that are able to just, that they can just pay to do that. Just all day long, kind of just, I'm just going to grab this data and do some processing on it. Um, and then after they're done with it, they're just done, right? But they need to get the data out quick and they're trying to do that type of thing. So um, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm totally guessing there, but that seems like the most common use case for those types of things. So really more of an analyst tool. So your business analyst, you need to be able to extract data easily and quickly, do some quick modeling to do your analysis on. Um, less of a, okay, I'm putting in infrastructure that's going to support BI dashboards and reporting uh, for years to come. Right, right. Not building a scalable data platform and, you know, BI infrastructure. It's ad hoc. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we've covered this topic, uh, at least the parts that we wanted to. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I don't think so. Again, I know I say this a lot in these podcasts, but going back to like why and what you're trying to do and what you expect the income impact to be. I talked a little bit about HubSpot, but I, I guess I just thought of another use case. Yeah. What? That would be if you just need to see a number. Right. If you're doing a business analyst work, like you just need, you don't know, you don't have visibility into something and you just need to see it one time to understand, okay, here's where we're at. Um, most of the time those turns into 
I need to see this every day right. or every week or some sort of recurring cadence. But um, there are cases, right, where it's like, okay, we just need to know X right now. Yeah, makes sense. So, so uh, definitely good for a quick discovery, uh, quick problem solving, quick quick analysis. Um, sometimes good for um, longstanding ETL, um, but often not. Often leaves you with technical debt when you're looking for that uh, robust ETL solution. Right, right, exactly. And and the reason again goes back to that tech sprawl. There's so many tools out there, and if you picked the best one for every scenario. You'd ha- you just have a hundred different pieces of tech, right? Right, and good luck having the people to manage the hundred different exactly. pieces right. of tech. All right, well, I think that covers it. Thanks, Caleb. All right, thanks.